Very warm welcome once more to this evening's edition of Talking Point. If you've just joined us a little late, but nevertheless, you are welcome. Well, it's the last segment, and I know segment of the program on a Tuesday evening that you all look forward to. And that is the journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. And Sheikh joins us now. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran once more for taking time off. And I think we've got a full hour this evening. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Sheikh obviously does a Hajj class at the Maruf Center in Bridgetown, if I'm correct about that. And uh, we will share Sheikh's contact number with you when we wrap up the program for those interested in wanting to join the Hajj class. I suppose the Hajj class, Sheikh, um, goes into suspension during the month of Ramadan or not? Yeah, no, we we, we don't go. We have a... Uh, instead of the evening, we do Saturday afternoon. Okay. Saturday afternoon. Alhamdulillah. Because of the amount of work that needs to be covered. Oh, yes, no, absolutely. Shaykh, I'm going to ask you again as we always look. Shukran once more. Afwan jazakumullah. And yeah. I don't know if I greeted. Salaam alaykum. Yes, you did greet. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm going to ask you for just to refresh our memories again. Barakallah fikum. Barakallah fikum. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa hada wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'd. رَبِّ شَرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِيرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْأُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ كَوْلِي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أولى لسلس صوتي ما شاء الله الحمد لله يوسف أبدا جميل سوري فذات من the, the, in our last uh, lesson we did, we ended off the hadith that we were busy with, with remember the hadith of Jabir that we dealt with? Oh, yes, yes. A very famous hadith, we said that where in Jabir space said to us, um, how the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam emphatically repeated over and over, Khudu anni manasikakum la adri la ali la ahujju ba'da ami hada. In that, uh, um, Jabir was the one that all the Sahaba, whoever wanted to know about Hajj, he they, was they, the one they, they referred, referred, referred to, referred the people to them, yeah, speak to him, yeah, he's the, as if he's the authority on the subject. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So yes, um, what we did, Jamil, we, 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 we ended off the hadith as from the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam coming from Muzdalifa, then went to, to uh, uh, Mina, Pelt the Jamarat, went to th- uh, uh, slaughter the, the sheep, uh, cut his hair, and went off to, to, to Makkah. And then there's a certain things that we've dealt with as important factors there. That we did Tawaf al Ifada in Makkah. After Tawaf al Ifada, Nabi went to, to drink some Zamzam, and then the Nabi went to make the, the, uh, the, the Sa'i. And then after the Sa'i, the Nabi Sallallahu came out and went off straight back to, to Mina, but found Asr on the way between Mina and, 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 and Makkah. And then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa entered into, into Mina thereafter. And then the Nabi had people coming to visit him constantly, all complaining about certain things, the way they spent the day. And the Nabi said to all of them the same answer, uh, if al-wala kharaj, as long as you do all four things, that must be done. There's nothing wrong. It's not a matter of you must do the one thing before the other. It is these factors that must be done during this period. Now, remember we said initially in the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and on the hajj he repeated over and over the words, take from me your pattern of hajj. And on those days he said, as long as you do it. Which means prior to that, everything else take note the way I do it. But for that days, for, the, for, those, for those days there, that you don't need to be so strict or say this must be before that because the Nabi says if alwala kharaj which you did the one before the other no the four things that we notice is the pelting of the jamarat 
uh, slaughtering of the sheep, the cutting of the hair, and the tawaf that must be done, one, two, three, right? Now, according to the Aima, we, we understand that if you do any one of the three, any three of the four, I'm sorry, any three of the four that you do, then already you can relieve yourself out of ihram. Uh, what they call the court, the clean for loss. Yeah, you can relieve out of here the clothing of the ihram in its sense, not the true ihram, which means that you are still in the spiritual state of ihram and you need to be able to certain things and you need to abstain from it's still in place until the moment that you actually do the tawaf, right? So if you, or if you've done the tawaf first and you come to do the others afterwards, as long as you do, I've done three of the four, then you can relieve yourself, uh, so, so portion there out of the ihram, and the other portion thereafter is waited after you have to complete the last uh, of the four, four issues that needs to be done. So we, we did that, and then we went over to the processes of the three days of Mina, what the Nabi did, of the pelting of the Jamarat and Mina, and then we, we, we indicated of the essence of the Nabi did that in three days' time. Um, we also indicated the return to Makkah that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had from after that after the third day. Not long day, the Nabi stayed there for a day, and the next day the Nabi did Tawafu Wida, and then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam left off to Madinah Madina thereafter. So that that brought our, our, our message to an end on, on the process, and we then went into certain hadith that we looked at as important factors for us on Hajj, as well as dealt with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and that brought us to the end of our program. As with last week, inshallah. We this week hope to be able to go to a slightly different approach. We want to look at the physical aspects of Hajj and of Umrah. And most probably for this, I would like to start with the Umrah process because one can actually complete that and then you can spend all your time on Hajj, Thank if you don't mind, mm. Jamil. Yeah, no, certainly. Uh, just before you get to, when you say, uh, we, we make things so difficult for ourselves that those four things that you mentioned, uh-huh. it has to be A, B, C, D. And yes, you say, no. The Nabi did that. The Nabi said to us, if al wala kharaj, as long as it's been done, mm. see that you have it done. That's what the Nabi said. Mm. If al see that you have it done, well, there is nothing wrong against you. Again, um, the beauty of it is, our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is a role model in everything that we do as Islam. More so in every ibadah that we do, our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the only teacher that teaches us. And everybody, anybody, your Sheikh, your Mawlana, your Mufti, your Peer, you know, no matter who they are, must be doing it exactly as the Nabi doing to be able to say we follow him. If we follow them, them then they the only way we can follow them, no matter who it is, they must be doing it exactly as the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, because he's our role model, he's our teacher, the only teacher to teach us our deen, the only one to show us how to be done, and everybody else, no matter who they are, must be able to follow him if we can claim we're following them. And most probably, like certain people say to me, Sheikh, are you are you being serious? I said to them, not that I want to be serious, but I say this to my students. If you want to follow me with Hajj's concern, make sure that I follow the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa in the way he has performed the Hajj, right? Yeah. To that extent. And, and, and I'm not saying it because I think myself, I'm not worthy a student, I'm not worthy a, a, a person that you can follow. But just to let the people understand how serious it is that we strive to follow the Sunnah Tariqah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, especially with the Hajj's concern, and that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has repeated this hadith over and over on the Hajj, and yet at the end, he gave us that leeway to be able to say, 
knowing that if this happens for now, and it was in his time that he has performed Hajj, and there was 124,000 people plus minus that has been with him, what would happen if the time of these millions, like today, there's three to five million people present on Hajj? How are you going to handle the process when you say, no, they can't? And you can but imagine how is it, what would the amount of havoc won't be present? May Allah protect. And so Allah has made this deen so absolutely the most natural processes through the natural Nabi who came to show us what's the natural process of oh, when you do this first and you see somebody else's, they, they have a bottleneck there, you go and do the other thing then. There's no sin, no wrong. It's absolutely perfect. There's no mistake in that when it comes to the Hajj. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is our, our role, uh, role model and our guide with that is concerned. I also remember, I don't want to sidetrack you now. Yes, no problem. Two weeks ago, wasn't it last week when no. you said, and I remember coming from Arafah, uh-huh. uh, the frenzy. Uh-huh. And you said there was a one stage with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Relax and take your time. May Allah open the path for all of us that we really make our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam our role model and our guide for having to understand our hajj. The Jamil, I said we're looking tonight at what we call the physical aspects of hajj and umrah. And I want to deal with the umrah aspects and I'm specifically dealing here with, with, with certain aspects, if you don't mind. What is it? Because if somebody wants to go for, for Umrah, what is it for taking with Dun? What is, am I suppo- what is it for me to do? What am I supposed to do? What must I get myself ready for? Now, many a time the person goes for Umrah. I've met up with people who've, got, who've been going for Umrah. And on the airport, the person comes to me, um, what must I do? Oh, not the airport. We are traveling together. This person has left home. Now, then they ask me, now, what must I do? What must I do? But 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 it's going to happen to all of us. None of us is, uh, can say no no I, I know it all. Yes, you are fortunate if you do know. But you can be somebody who's been fed with information, well fed for many years. But the moment you need to apply the thing because you've never even been exposed to this, it's your first time. So what do you do? I don't want to interrupt you, Sheikh. No, you myself as an example. Uh, been in Hajj classes in uh, an eight. I see the kharam for the first time and I was dumbstruck. It happens to many, Allah if not all. There is the reality facing you now. One of the great shuyukh that actually wrote the subject of hajj, taking it from the kutub, the books of Fiqh, and wrote a book written on hajj, and he, he explained things so detailed. The first time he went for hajj, they, 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 they found him entering the haram, and he was looking for somebody, what we call those days, the matauf. Somebody to lead him along, to, to guide him along in the process. And they asked him, the ulama, some scholars asked him afterwards, but why did you do that? Mm-hmm. You're the one. He says, because it's easy writing the information, drawing it from here and there, and putting things together and explaining it to others. Very, very easy. But when you have to do the act, then it's now another thing. And, and, and he says, here is my first occasion that I have been I can probably tell the guy, um, you must do this, you're going to do that. But 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 uh, the, the people who is experienced, who deals with the processes, understand, they, they guide us in the process. So thereby we can take the lessons further. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So there's always an aspect of learning for us in, in, in Islam. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Tajameel, the first aspect that when, when I speak with the Umrah is the aspect of coming in with a... Uh, uh, with, with, with the umrah that a person should be ready for the haram process, right? Now, obviously, I'm not going to the detail of the person's travel here. I'm looking at the ibadah of the umrah itself. Then what we need to understand, the person gets at what we call the miqat. Now, that could be that you're traveling in the air, or you could be landing at a place where there is a miqat. Then there are certain things is recommended for you to do. Now, the issue of the haram 
We are referring to the issue of ihram of the Umrah. Tajameel, that is one type of ihram only. The, when it comes to ihram, there's two, two forms of ihram, the ihram for hajj or the ihram for umrah. Right? So we are dealing with one call for the, the umrah just to cover that process. It's very, very short. If I call it short, maybe we can cover it in tonight's session, inshallah. There's certain things that needs to be done. Strongly recommended. The, the issue of ihram, obviously we know the very first thing that needs to happen is in, when we do any of these things is the niyyah. But there's also some prerequisites that are recommended or things that the sunnah the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did of the sahaba telling us. And they would tell us when you do the umrah, these are the things that are recommended. The first recommendation is that the person needs to go for a shower or a, or a, or a ghusl as sure. they say. And before the ghusl, you, you, you cut your nails, you cut your, 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 your unwanted hairs from the body. And, and, and um, you do the ghusl, and after the ghusl, you put on some perfume. And then you dress yourself in the state of the, 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 the clothing of ihram. Now, the clothing of ihram for a woman could be any clothing, any, absolutely any clothing. Only recommendation that the scholars are making is saying, did it not be color, colorful that pulls att- 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 attention and attraction, right? That you, you draw the attention of people to be able towards you. Mm-hmm. Like what happens when you see models, they come around oh, with yes. different colors. Don't, don't dress like that. Mm-hmm. They, they, you, uh, uh, make it simple, simple. If it's white, it'll be simple. If it's black or it's any, any other color, it'd be simplicity is the process here for the raw attention. Yeah, it mustn't be something that you, uh, 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 it's, it's a bright orange or green that everybody's, you see from, from afar, or you could be, uh, the, the, let it be simplicity where the, where the woman is concerned. The process for ihram for the men is obviously the strong recommendation of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that we must do so in white. And white, and it is two coverings, a cover at the bottom part of the body and a top part of the body, right? Um, uh, the, the ihram where that is concerned is the piece of uh, um, the, the, the white garment at the bottom from uh, covers the, the, the from the, above the navel to uh, uh, to at least beneath the, the, the knees. Yeah. Right, that area must be covered by the one, and the other one goes over the two soldiers that, that you can throw over the, the top of the body. Sheikh, could I ask you just on that note, just hold it for a sec. Barakallah I'm here with us at ease the journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Back with you after this. Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back once more, and we continue with the journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Ibrahim. Sheikh, you want to pick up your left of Sheikh? Yes, Jamil, we, we were at the point of doing the, dealing with the, with the ihram. We were looking at the physical part of the ihram, the, what, what, what the cover is. We, we, as we say, there's two pieces when it comes to, to, to females, it can be any form of dress, it's just a form of simplicity with that dress. Any color, there's no specific color when it comes to the need for ihram. Yes, I would strongly recommend that women also wear white if possible. Um, or, or that they use any other color, as we said, there's no specifics, right? But again, it's all about simplicity and ease, right? But uh, but I, I, I think that white gives a, a, a um, 
you, you, you feel somewhat otherwise when you dull, all is dressed in white and you have a sense of almost like a clear heart that you, or clear mm. conscience that you speak with Allah. It's identified Allah, with spirituality. So yes, and, and, and thus the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has strongly recommended for us to be able to dress in, be dressed in white for ihram. Uh, that, that comes from the side of the dress. The Jamil, the issue of the, the ihram, it is not, the ihram in reality is not the clothing. That is the clothing of ihram. Mm. The ihram in the reality is the spiritual yeah, state that you are in, that you put yourself in, that you recognize that my duty at separating myself from the world now, I'm getting connected with my Lord and I'm, I'm in a deeper connection than just normal salah. And I will be able to talk and be interacting with people, but I must be absolutely conscious of my Lord. So that is what the issue of, 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 of ihram is that is important for the person. Now, what happens with that moment when you dress that clothing, it's strongly commanded that the person do the niya for the ihram, and what, what happens with that niya, with the dressing of the clothing, with the intention to get into the spiritual state, as we said earlier on, the person needs to do the ghusl and the, the perfume, then the person performs two raka'at. If the person is performing a fard salah, then he can probably use a fard salah as a means to be able to be the salah prior to him entering the ihram. Okay. Right? That fard salah he can use, or a turakat that he performed for the, for, the, for the ihram itself. Okay. And then immediately after the ihram, he makes the niyyah. And what goes with the niyyah is the fact the niyyah is, remember, the niyyah at all times in all our ibadat is something on our in our heart, not on our tongues. We use words to express ourselves. Right? But the least that needs to be done with the intention for, 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 for an Umrah is to be able to say, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik at that moment when you've entered in after your Sunnah Salah and then you thereby saying that I'm now I've put myself into that state. Right? So, and, and, and then as you said that word that the talbiya as I said the word you were just talbiya where we say the words labbaik Allahumma labbaik those things is uh, recommended from the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what we have found on the hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and I think we've shared it with, him, with the people that the hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when the Nabi left um, from Medina and coming down uh, at, at Bir Ali or Dhul Khulaifa is known in its real name when Nabi went into Ihram, he, when he left there, he started saying, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam turned to the Sahaba said to them, that Jibreel reminded me to say to me, I must after ask of the males to raise their voice at this moment. And, and, and uh, uh, specifically the males that they should raise, because for Allah loves to listen to the echo of the Talbiya in the Samawat. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. That brings us to the process of the Talbiya. And, and, and that niyyah that goes with that, and, and as I said, what, what needs to happen then? Then, then the act of tawaf needs to take place. Now, one tawaf, uh, as we speak about the word tawaf, one tawaf consists of seven circumambulations around the Kaaba. Seven times you need to come around. And most probably, I would just want to take everybody's attention, and I think I want to mention this for our people, South African people, specifically with the essence of what I see has happened in the Haram of Makkah. Especially with the tawaf when we come in Nowadays it's slightly more uncomfortable That of our forefathers of yesteryear Who went for the Umrah They would tell you they would enter the Bab Salam Or the area called Bab Salam And then from that area they would come in Reason being that was the area that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Came in at that time Shown to us by Jabir ibn Abdullah and so we've also seen the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam using that same entrance for his, tawaf, for his umrahs that he did before the tawaf, before his hajj, right? So 
when he came in, he used that entrance and, 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 and made it so much easy. But now, if we physically can have what we have, a, a bird's eye view of the Kaaba and the Haram and see, the, then you see, if you look and we look at the side where we have this big, uh, the big, great amount of steps to the side of what they call Bab Fatah, <laughs> is where the person would be standing near the side that is known to be Bab Bani Sheba. And Bab Bani Sheba is where, and actually, in fact, the Nabi said those words, the words of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam wa dhinna al-jannata dar al-salam tabarakta wa ta'alayta ya dhal jalali wal ikram. Where the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said those words. And thus, that door came to get the name in the, at the back came to get the name, what they call Bab Salam. But that Bab Salam wasn't there at the time of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So when the people had to come through there, now at the time when, I remember when we started attending, uh, being in the Haram of Makkah, and uh, going through there, that Bab Salam was the common use of the people coming right to Bab Salam. But Bab Salam was now between Safa and Marwa, on that pathway there, where the Bab Salam's entrances has been. Right? But remember, the Haram was not the size of the entrance. With Safa and Marwa was not part of the Kaaba or the Haram inside. Mm-hmm. I must say Haram, the Masjid al-Haram. Mm-hmm. Was it separate? It was totally separate. Allah uh, um, so, but, but many of our people came to know it as, as, as being inside, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, it's the expansion of the building. Allah. And Allah shows us in the Holy Quran and our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa speaks about this expansion. And the expansion, expansion of the Haram of Makkah can go, the Masjid al-Haram can go as far as the Haram. So if they if they need to, must probably the whole of the the, the, the area of Makkah can be drawn in into what we call uh, the Masjid al Haram because um, it can go as far as the the the, 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 the Haram area. The bound the, the boundaries, boundaries is known to be the Haram, right? Allah. And must probably just to give us an idea when we speak about the Haram, the the Haram in 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 in, in, in uh, broadness uh, from one angle, Tanaim uh, Masjid. Uh, Tanaim, what it means, so far it can go on the one side. The other side, Tanaim and Allah Masalli where the people go for Umrah as well. Allah Masalli Muhammad. I can't go do those names. But when we speak Makkah, yes. that would be the precinct. The, the one, the, 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 the other side is uh, um, the, the area that's called. Uh, uh, um, Allahumma salli ala sinna Muhammad Tanaim I said Allahumma salli ala sinna Arafah Arafah is on the border of the Haram Tanaim is on the border of the Haram Hudaybiyah Hudaybiyah Is under the border of the Haram And the other one is the famous Ziyarah place that the people go to uh, the, those are the borders of the haram, showing the the, the the haram is much broader than just the masjid. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and should the masjid be expanded, all that can take the expansion in. So you'd see that the, the haram is in actually like a massive space. I'm just figuring here from Arafah. Yes. You know, and that's quite a distance. Allahu Akbar. I wonder, asked a sheikh and I said, now, the property around the haram, as mm. I know the haram, now mm. must be very, very expensive. He says, mm. no, it's not. Mm. It belongs to the state. You cannot buy there. You can rent this. <laughs> and the whole of Makkah is uh, haram. I said, Allahu Akbar. This is what I wanted to say. The, actually, fact, the area that they call Makkah, that's called the city of Makkah, is much bigger than that. 
Like so, Arafah and all that is inside the area called Makkah. Included. So the Haram is inside Makkah. Allahu Akbar. So I came to the process of that Tawaf, the person's entrance for the Tawaf. Now my point is, when I said, if you have a bird's eye view of the of the Masjid. And you see the Kaaba in front of you, and you look. Then the area called Fathu, the, the, the doors to Fathu, Bab uh, Fatah side, where that steps is, and you come into the Mataf. That is the area where, in actual fact, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came in. And we, as the Nabi came in, remember we said, when the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came in, the Nabi came in and he took a, a walk around. Not far from where he was, we, we could soon see the, the, the Hajj al-Aswad. If the Nabi had to walk into that direction, the Nabi would have gone against the stream. And the Nabi Sallallahu would have got at the Hajj al-Aswad and everybody, but everybody then in the future would have done that. And so the Nabi came in and did not do that. He actually went, followed the stream and went right around and started then at the point where the Hajj al-Aswad is to be able to start with the, with the, with the, with the, with the tawaf, made it the need near for the tawaf and then started with the tawaf. That's seven circumambulations around the Haram, the Kaaba. Anti-clockwise. Anti-clockwise. Starting off with Bismillah Allahu Akbar and then starting to make adhkar. Now there is no specific adhkar that must be made for that niyyah, for, I mean for the, for the tawaf. You could make in every ta- uh, every uh, shout that they call it, every round that you take, you can make the same dhikr or you could do any adhkar or any delay. It's an actual fact, a relationship that you should have with yourself from your heart with Allah Ta'ala. Mm-hmm. And even if you speak to Allah in your own language, there's absolutely nothing wrong. A strong recommendation. Mm-hmm. But if you want to use those adhkar, there's nothing wrong of using the adhkar. But see that you use the adhkar to the best of your abilities. Use either a little booklet if you don't have it out of, if, out of memory. But even if you do so out of memory, see that you use the for proper pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Because you and I give an impression to everybody else where we come from, when you and I don't have everything in perfect place. Mm-hmm. right? So... It's important that we try to do that tawaf. The issue of the tawaf is a relationship between us and Allah. And Allah gives us the right to be able to communicate with Allah in openness as we walk. And that whole ibadah from the moment you've gone into that state of ihram is already in, in ibadah up till the end of that process. Now, you do the, 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 the tawaf around the Kaaba seven times, as we said. When you've done so at the end, you come at the end. Then you go to behind Maqam Ibrahim. And you, and you, no, no, I'm sorry, before Maqam Ibrahim, you go to the Multazam, you can, can speak to Allah till they open your heart, whatever you feel you want to do, then go behind Maqam Ibrahim, make two raka'at sunnah salah there, and then after that, you can go and drink some zamzam, and make dua for the drinking of your zamzam, and then thereafter, the person can go for the sa'i. And the sa'i is between Safa and Marwa, a recommendation that the person goes to Safa first, um, and, and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said these words, Abda'u bima bada Allah. I start of which, which Allah will start of what? And Allah said in the Quran, Inna safa vili safa. So Allah says, the Nabi says, I start of with what? The Nabi, Allah starts of with. We say, we start with, Abda'u bima bada Allah wa rasulahu. I start with Allah and his rasul start. 
in the Safa wal Marwa. I start by Safa and I then move from Safa to Marwa, from Marwa to Safa. And so a movement between Safa and Marwa is considered to be one Sa'i. And then the return would be a second one. And then moving on from that to the, to, the, to Marwa again from Safa would be a third one. And then from Safa again to Marwa would be a fourth one. From, I mean from Marwa to Safa would be a fourth one. From Safa to Marwa would be a fifth one. And from Marwa to Safa would be the sixth one. And from Safa to Marwa would be the last one, which means there where you started, there you do, you start to do your last one as well. And, and, and you'd end at, at Marwa. When you end at Marwa, the, the, your seventh one has completed there. Then the person goes there and raises his hands and still stand and make dua and ask Allah to accept for him his ibadah is done. And that, the, 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 that, um, that, is, that is now the completion of the Umrah, which brings about the process of his dua. And after his dua, the person cuts his hair and asks of Allah to accept from him, like what he has accepted from Nabi Ibrahim and like all others or those who have done the Umrah. And I, 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 as I said, I just want to highlight certain aspects here. The essence of the tawaf, as we've seen, said, is a tawaf of the umrah. The, um, the tawaf is completed. The person goes into the important aspect of that to make the two rakats behind Maqam Ibrahim to be able to ask Allah to accept from him. And then uh, thereafter, the person can drink some zamzam a little bit. As sunnah tariqah of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then the person goes off to marwa. I mean to Safa and to, between Safa and Marwa makes a movement of what we call, call the Sa'i and I have to complete the Ibadah thereafter the person cuts his hair and that brings him to the end of his Ibadah. Now, the cutting of the hair here at the Jamil is an important aspect that we need to understand and I think we've did this a few weeks ago when, when we spoke about the Hajj that the cutting of the hair is exactly the issue of what we do in the Salah. Remember in our salah, when we start, in the moment you say Allahu Akbar, then there's no communication with nobody. You cannot greet, you cannot speak. If anybody says to you, Assalamu Alaikum, or anybody sneezes out there next to you, you can't respond by saying, uh, when he says Alhamdulillah, you can't say Alhamdulillah, because you are in a connection with Allah that's much more superior than the communication with that person. So the same happens when the person enters into ihram. The moment he goes into the ihram and he enters into the ihram and he started having to say labbaik Allahumma labbaik and he has made the niyyah and he's now in that spiritual state and he does the process of the, the, the tawaf and the sign and all that, then tajameen that keeps him up is still is remaining in that ibadah until he cuts his hair because the cutting of the hair is what happens like in the salah you, you at the end of your salah you say assalamu alaikum you greet everybody and that greeting everybody which was not permissible during your salah mm-hmm. is the process whereby you end your relationship with 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 with, with your allah in your ibadah and you come back to the world that you're in allah. Allah. now the same happens in the state of ihram remember we said the person goes into a spiritual state which is much more superior than just the clothing that you wear. The clothing, the wearing of the clothing is just an external process of the ihram, but the real issue of the ihram is that spiritual state that you put yourself in. You recognize, I cannot say, I cannot do, I have got certain limitations, and I, my bigger portion is a relationship between me. I came to visit my Lord. I came to visit, be in the presence of my Lord as far as I probably can. And I use the opportunity until I come to an end, to bring that state to an end is where the person cuts his hair. We understand that side, that, uh, and uh, that, that is what I wanted to, to let the people understand. Right? Uh, the, the issue of, of, of Sai, I don't think we want to go into that from the historical processes now. But you and I do know that the Sai, in actual fact, comes from the act of Sayyidatina Hajra, <coughs> where in actual fact she went to look for water for herself and her child. Right? And Allah takes this ibadah of a woman. 
of her conviction with Allah and wanting to teach us via this woman that what you and I, if you claim that you are Muslim, if you want to achieve anything in this world, it is effort, it is commitment, it is dedication, it is hard work, it is sweat. In English, this is a wonderful saying that says, but it comes from Allah Ta'ala. Allah says, Man will achieve nothing, absolutely nothing. You will not get even minus, minus zero. You will get nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing will you be able to achieve unless and until you put effort in. Allah's word. The English saying says, no pain. No gain. No gain. You can gain nothing. You will only get zero or you'll get minus, minus, minus zero. But nothing more than that you will be able to get. Absolutely nothing can you if you don't exp- understand the fact that this world and what this ibadah is all about putting in effort for the sake of Allah. And when you put in the effort and the commitment and dedication, put in hard work, Allah grants us reward for our efforts that, that we do. And and this is but the beauty we say this here, Allah showed us this message via a woman, the wife of the Nabi of Nabi Ibrahim wasalam, to be able to teach us the beauty of life. And now we see that, that we need to be able, whatever we want to achieve and acquire, we need to put in effort and may Allah grant us to be able to put. And, uh, and the dua that the person needs to make whilst walking between Safa and Marwa is a sense of having said to say to Allah, yeah, we came all little from very, very far. But be a person full of error, full of weakness, full of shortcomings, full of sin. And, coming, and I've been granted this opportunity. I want to thank you for granting me this opportunity. For you brought me here, Allah Ta'ala. And, but I ask you to accept. And Allah Ta'ala says... Allah is the only that can grant, grant, grant us acceptance and Allah is the only one that can grant us a reward righteously for this occasion. Because in the sign, actual factors, Jamil, there is no necessity that anybody needs to say any dhikr. The sign is recommended adhkar that, that you can do. You see, if you are convinced of what, you, what you're there for and you know you want to keep connection with Allah in your shell, then you'll obviously go in adhkar because the adhkar is a sense of it's a, it's a communication process with you and Allah. You will meet Allah prat. You will, you will communication. You will leave phone after this. You will anu prat. So that's the reason why. But even if a person just walks there, if you are tired or, or, and you just walk that for the sake of Allah and you know you're doing this for the sake of Allah because Allah has invited you and you're doing this then Allah says we will reward you for that but whosoever put in commitment and dedication and hard work and put in the effort to be able to do it for the sake of Allah Allah is appreciative, says Allah. Aware of your circumstances. Allah Akbar. Well, I guess they're with us, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, and I'm certain many of you have been on Hajj or Umrah. You're taking that journey again this evening. Back with you after this. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. radio station your radio station our radio station the voice of the cape
Well, we continue with the journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. And as you can hear there, we are enjoying it just as much as you are because you probably caught that giggle there. We're having our conversations here as well, our experiences, especially those who've been on Hajj on Umrah. So once more, over to you. Shukran Jazakallah. Jamila, I think I want to say thank you before we, we, we proceed for tonight. Those people who was actually sending the message when I was struggling to be able to get to the other border, right. the name is Jo'arana. Jo'arana. Where the people go for, 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 for Umrah as well. There was three of them, one from Amin Badrun. We say shukran very yes, much to yeah. that Amin. Sheikh yes. is saying you are spot on. Yes. Uh, it just goes to show we are only human. Yes, no, subhanahu wa human. Shukran to our listeners. Barakallahu I want to come back to two, two, two things. Um, the issue of 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 the tawaf and the sign. You know, the, the, we need to. Mr. Bell is going to give some some historical process of this tawaf that goes that happens here. Um, the, the the issue in tawaf, where the males is concerned, when we come in, the man, the men has got the ihram on. Remember, we said he's got a top uh, cloth uh, on top. That cloth, the jamin, must be open on one side. The side to the Kaaba is open, and the other portion is, is, is closed. Right? So he closes one side, and the other one's open, and he goes around the Kaaba in the anti-clockwise position. The first three shouts, that should be the, the dress code. The fir- and in that first three, the recommendation is the Ramal. The Ramal is a slight movement. It's not a running. Very clear, not a running. You, you just put your body into a motion of walking fast, like a pace of move, moving fast. Mm-hmm. That, that's all. Now, that same Rommel position in, 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 in action that you're doing in the first three shout around the Kaaba, that should be the very same between Safa and Marwa at the places that they call the green lights. Now, what has happened? Why is the green lights there? At the time of Nabi Ibrahim والسلام, and when he brought his wife Hajar there, she went up the hill, the one hill that was very steep up, um, and, and, which is Safa, and she came down, struggling, struggling, struggling to come down. When she came down there, when she came onto this level, the level ground that, that it was state, she was nearest to her son. And and she knew that she was busy on a job of having to look if she's the, the nature of a mother is if she can run to a son with the child is crying because there was no water the child's been crying for all the time and 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 and, and she would put her attention there with the child but she's not then going to fulfill the process so the heart even though she wants to be with the child the heart says well I've got a job which is more important I need to find that water and she came down from Safa. At that steep point, when when we get to where we start with the with the ramal, is where the hill stopped. The Jamil. then, right? So, uh, and you stop there where the other the hill climbs on the other, but the gradient on the other side is much more not so steep, easier, much more easier, gradual, much more gradual, right? So, it is it is actually the one hill that was a very sharp. Uh, uh, um, very steep hill on the one side, and the other one is a hill that w- that has been gradually building up, gradually build, building up. But the the flat ground or, or the level ground where the child, to where the area where the child was living, uh, laying down at the Kaaba, that is almost the same. That is the portion where she put in some action and moved, and she moved faster there, and which is known to be the Ramal. Now that part of the Ramal, both the Ramal of the Tawaf and the Ramal of the Sa'i, is not something that Allah has put onto the woman to do. Because the body structure of the woman is something different. If they want to put a little bit of extra movement, there's nothing wrong. But it obviously has an effect on the woman if she's dressed. And as they had hatlup so... 
we don't want to go into the, okay. the I think I think women can mm. can understand who they are so uh, that, that is not what Allah has put unto them Sayyidina Hajira was the example and there was reasons for that at that moment but Allah didn't, didn't make it a necessity on our women folk that, that Ramal must be done I want to go back to the to the tawaf and the and the the dress of the tawaf as we say the, the, when you open a portion of the, the, the top part, a certain portion of the, the it's open and a certain portion is closed. I think I've, I, I've discussed that, but I want to go into the historical process of that. Now, the Jamil, it was in the year, the sixth year of the Hijrah, when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went for his first Umrah. When the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went for that Umrah, the Nabi was stopped at the area called Hudaybiyah. Yeah. Now, Hudaybiyah is, not, is the, other, mm. uh, the, the other Miqat, right? If, if uh, for that matter, uh, for those people who have been to Hudaybiyah, they would know where it is. There was the, the place where the people of Makkah came out to speak to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and they made the agreement with him in the sixth year of the Hijrah that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam could come the next year only. They would not allow him to come this year because he came uh, unannounced, and they weren't happy with that. Right? Um, they said to him, "No, we we are enemies of yours, and you're not the messenger of Allah. Mm-hmm. We don't trust you in that." Right? So, with all that that you say. You can only come the next year. And he said, okay, he accepted it to them. But then some agreements was made right, with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those agreements has brought about the Fath Makkah. It's been the fact that in the, the eighth year the Nabi could, could take over Makkah again. Because of the, the things that they have violated themselves. But the, the other point that I want to mention is that they said to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when you come in next year, in the seventh year, then you, you must inform us as to when you're coming. And you cannot, cannot come having any form of ammunition on you. You must be without any ammunition, right? No Qadr. arms. No, no arms with you, nothing on you that you, that you can uh, say, I've got a dagger on me or mm. a knife on you or, or, or things of, under no circumstances. And the Nabi agreed to that. The Sahaba wasn't very happy with that, but the Nabi agreed to that, right? So when it happened, so in the seventh year of the Hijrah, and Allah granted the Nabi, sallallahu, the Nabi informed him and the Nabi was coming, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But when the Nabi came, now the norms of the Arab nations of that those that time is if you stay in an area, then you would have like scouts who's on horseback or on camel around your area to, to, to patrol there to see if there's anything happening in the distance coming on to wanting Musawi to affect, uh, attack your people or harm you or is a visitors coming in or in somebody you can help or whatever the case may be. Um, so that that happened everywhere in the whole of the, the Arabian Peninsula, right? So the, the, the people of Makkah also had the, the scouts out there to find out what's happening. And they informed them that it was raining whilst the Sahaba radiallahu anhu left Mahdi Medina. It was raining on the way and they got wet and most of them was walking and they were coughing and they got sick. And so now they were coming into Makkah and the people of Makkah was informed that they are not, not, they're not healthy, they're, well, they're not well, they're sickly. And so the people, the, the main guys of, of, of Quraysh said, but this is an opportunity. So now we can strike. Mm. Because they said, they're, they're weak. And subhanak, but Allah knows very well. And Allah informed the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to inform the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. Say to them, Muhammad say to them, they must open their arm, the one side. And they must do the ramal. They must do that ramal. Mm. So when uh, what what the Quraishin did, the Quraishin stood at a position, seeing them coming into the haram, and seeing them, they opened up their arms, 
because the sick man won't be open and up his arm. He can not open one side to it of, of, of his body. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he wouldn't be going into the Ramah. A, a, a sick person would be walking slowly or you must drag him mm-hmm. or something like that. Carry him. No, but these people were showing vigor and, and, and readiness to, as if they are prepared to meet up with anybody or anything. But this is Allah's command. They didn't even know for what reason they are doing this. They're doing it because simply Allah sent Jibreel to be able to inform them a bit, do, tell them to do that. And they did that. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Allah allowed the Quraysh to see them when they saw this mm-hmm. they argued amongst one another and they said no 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 we wanted to attack now but no this is not those people that we is deserving of attacking now mm-hmm. because even though we got the information how sick they are and how weak they are and all this that and the other they are not because here they've just displayed a sense of vigor and strength and, and as, if, as if they can take it on, on any army and so no 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 we're not going to attack we're going to give them the right let them complete their umrah and they'll rather go, go. <laughs> because remember the people of Makkah has had the battle of, of, of Badr in the second year and then they went back to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the in the, uh, in, the uh, in the third year to fight the battle of Uhud and then in the fifth year they went with the, with the battle of Handaq which we said they were, were with Allah to send the wind and, 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 and blew them away. Mm-hmm. So they had all those negativities. And so they knew if they had the opportunity, when, that's when the Nabi came in the sixth year. They stopped the Nabi, you can't come, with, come in for Umrah. And the, the next year you can only come back. When, when the Nabi came the next year, the Nabi saw, they, they watched because they wanted to see if they can. If, because remember, they said without any arms. The Nabi came with no arms with them. And the Nabi walked in. But when they saw this, Allah told from the Jibreel, uh, um, let them see the display of what is power and, 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 and fear in their hearts. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. For what they saw of the, of, of the Muslims. And I, I'm just saying this, Jamil, I would love our people when they perform the, ihar- the ihram and go and perform that umrah and do that tawaf that we understand what are we doing for the sake of Why Allah Ta'ala. Subhanak, and, that, and ask Allah to grant us the and barakah of that beauty and that wonder within the processes of what we're dealing with inshallah beautiful Sheikh I need to take a very short break when we do come back we've got about two minutes in to wrap up it's amazing where time has gone it has been an extremely wonderful journey up until now. I look forward to more. Well, our guest here with us, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, and we'll be back with you right after this. As the bitter winter cold sets in, let us spare a thought for the impoverished people in South Africa. How will the poor and needy endure this winter? Do they have warm food for a hungry belly or a blanket to shield the cold? With your kind support, Muslim Hands will provide food, clothing and blankets to the needy this winter again. Call Muslim Hands today on 021-633-6413 or visit muslimhands.org.za and donate generously. Sympathies are not enough. Action is needed. Divorce in Perspective, a new series every Saturday between 5 and 6 p.m. with your host, social worker Shahida Khan in the studio. Have you just been through a divorce? Are you going through a divorce or thinking of divorce? Or do you know someone who is? Then tune in and listen up. Divorce in Perspective unpacks all aspects of divorce, from the stigma to child maintenance and custody battles. We look at South African law, Islamic law and related legal issues, the difference between fasakh and talaq and so much more. Divorce in Perspective, every Saturday between 5 and 6 p.m. of the Cape, 91.3 FM Serial. 
radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Well, last two or three minutes that we have here with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams and uh, journey to Hajj, Sheikh, I think uh, we need to wrap up now. So I'm going to ask you just to draw to conclusion the program for this evening. Inshallah. The Jamil, um, inshallah, I hope that next week when we come back, we'll be able to look at the same things. We're starting with the with the Hajj, the Haram for Hajj and the issue that goes with we going through the whole Hajj thing for that week. I just want to go back to an aspect that I said when we start with the ihram after the ghusl, it is a strong sunnah that the men must be able to put on, 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 on uh, perfume. perfume. Strong sunnah for the men, especially to put on perfume. Um, so that because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has done so. But it's the moment you end the ihram, that is after the ghusl, the perfume, and then the, 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 then you dress yourself in the, in, in the ihram, <laughs> and, and then you go with the niya and the talbiya together, and then thereafter you cannot use perfume again. Right? But so that's where the perfume is used uh, uh, before you actually before go you in, into the into the, the, ihram. the ihram itself, into the physical and, and the spiritual ihram. Uh, but uh, the sunnah is to use perfume then, and not to use perfume during the case when you when you're in the state of ihram. May Allah protect and grant khair and barakat all of us. And um, for all those people who still goes for umrah this time, may Allah grant them khair and barakat and umrah makbula. And that Allah grants us to be able to benefit from them and all those people that they benefit from the issues that we're sharing with. Hoping that Allah grants us to be able to look at the aspects of the physical aspects of Hajj as for next week and the, the things that goes with that, inshallah. Amen. Amen. Sheikh, your contact number for people wanting to find out about the Hajj class? Um, 076? Uh, <laughs> do you mind giving your yes. cell number? Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, I don't always have that number uh, uh, on high at okay. end. Uh, yes, 076 071. 0970. Beautiful. So I've got it as 0760710970 for those of you who want to make contact with Sheikh around the Hajj class that Sheikh conducts. Sheikh Shukran, and I wanted to say this combi perfume as by any maka. It's been a pleasure being in your company. We look forward to next week again, inshallah. And we say to you, Rashida, that's also a wrap for us this evening. It's been nice having you here. Yeah? Alhamdulillah, shukr for having me once again. Only my, our pleasure, and look forward to working with you the next time again. Inshallah, I think so, that's tomorrow night, yeah? Inshallah. Tomorrow night, inshallah. inshallah. So from Rashida Abraham and myself, Jimmy Wallace, we say to you, Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, alaikum 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 wa barakatuh, ala